you know what? If you didn't write on your book, then that's two hours you were scrolling on social media that you didn't write on your book. And that's just, that's just the hard, cold facts. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm your host, Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I am interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best-selling book in them? Stick around and find out. Hey, everybody. This is part two to my talk, The Bigger Message in the Book. And it was surprisingly so popular on Apple that I felt called to deliver more juicy book foundation building information to you, my amazing listeners. So today I will not be interviewing, but I will be talking about more of what I am so passionate about, which is the kooky and crazy belief that as a writer, you just have to like be on this wild horse ride with no process or structure or system, and then just cross your fingers and hope that you're brilliant enough to write a good book. And it is never going to ever happen that way. Uh, So my goal today is to inform you more of the fundamental foundation of building a book. So when you take on the endeavor, you start on a path of success. Like how great is that, that we kick off something already in a space of success versus that daunting, you know, horrid feeling of this is going to go very wrong. Let's think it's going to go very right. And if you enjoy what I share on this episode about the foundation of building a book, at the end of the episode... You can check out what joining me and 12 other aspiring authors would look like in my eight-week cohort, Own Your Authorship, which is open now for enrollment. So stay till the end and get that good stuff that I have been creating over the last month. So I'd like to make sure the value I deliver leaves you informed about the fundamental foundation of building books, whether you're interested for yourself or not. I mean, perhaps like you don't want to write a book. I mean, chances are if you're listening to this, there you know, it's like I have a pretty select audience in terms of who listens to the bigger message in the book, but maybe you're looking to unlock the power of your voice. Maybe you are fresh off the heels of a narrative that's really painful and you want to write about it and you want to get the message out in a way that helps and heals so many other people and you're scared of it. Or perhaps you're a coach or business owner, you're a type A like me, you know, a type A ambitious, hates to waste time, you know, you can lay the bricks of the foundation in any area of your life with these tools that I'm going to give you. You can do the same with books, but you can also do it in your life. You know, no quick gimmicks, no tricks. Think about how many times one day you make a plan and tomorrow you're like, I'm going to get up and execute the plan. And then you open your eyes and, you know, it's game on with your brain the minute you open your eyes. 
And what is drowning out the beautiful birds chirping outside and the sunlight streaming on your face is the voice that's like, well, I don't know if that's such a good plan, Kim. Maybe, maybe like, do we really need to do that? I mean, you really need, you should have more fun. And, and, and like, really, it's a Sunday. You're going to record a podcast on a Sunday. God, maybe like you're kind of a workaholic. Maybe you should do something else. My God, like how long has it been since you've had a boyfriend? Okay, I just gave you an insight to my morning and I just go no to the voice and open my laptop and go into my studio and deliver the podcast that I told my podcast producer I would deliver today and also get busy on the rest of the list because I like what I do and I like my day and I planned it yesterday in a place of happiness and joy. So just remember those voices are there to take you down. And that's why, you know, when it take, when you go to write books, it's more about being vigilant about your belief in the journey. And that comes from the foundation on those harder days that your mind wants to kick back and tell you that this was just all a really, really bad idea. So if you're a first time author and you're here to write your own book and you have no clue where to start, you will absolutely benefit from the forward thinking that we're going to do to unlock your book through this process. And any business owner or entrepreneur that's listening, that's looking to further integrate your story into what you do and maybe considering a book, this is a great way to take a organized look into how to organize the narrative. So I get asked this a lot. What differentiates a successful author from another? Um, And you might think, oh, that person's a better writer or they have a bigger marketing budget or they have a Uncle Merle is the, you know, cousin of a friend who has an in at Penguin. And no, it's not. It's the power in which they hold their belief system in their message and value and the vigilance to bring that into a book. You know, how much you believe in your message at the end of the day is what carries a powerful book and voice. Editors can come in, coaches can come in, friends can give advice, cohorts work beautifully to tell you, eh, you might be like off track on that, or my gosh, you're funnier than that. You know, why are you being so dour in that chapter? Or, you know, have you looked at some other books in that area just even to browse in the bookstore and just see where you know, all the other books are landing so you can be unique with your voice. Writing a good book people want to read and not what I call a doorstopper book is a big undertaking, not just for the faint of heart. So, I mean, you know what I mean by a doorstopper book. It's like, if you think back to like childhood and like, you know, there were like the doorstoppers and, you know, if you didn't have a doorstopper, like someone in your family would grab a book to hold open the screen door or to, you know, hold open the door that keeps swinging closed. And they never grabbed something of incredible value. They never grabbed like their favorite book. They grabbed some crappy book. I mean, probably back then there were less crappy books because now just everybody and their mother can publish a book. But you know, it's like the book you don't care about. Like it's just going to stay there and collect dust. And we don't want to write those kinds of books. We want to write books that have a powerful message and, 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 and to do that, you need a strong belief system in that message. And it takes many drafts of a book to write that message. And each draft is different. 
And it's like any other practice you lean on. Like I'll give you a surfing example because you know, I live in California. You can't suddenly just surf a 12 foot wave. You need to actually be on the sand first and stand on the surfboard, right? And if you're one of those people who's like, what do I need to stand on the surfboard in the sand for? Just give me the board. I'm going to go, right? Um, You're probably going to write a book that's going to be a mess. So what you want to be is you want to be the surfer that first stands on the sand and gets your footing and learns how to stand on the board. Then maybe you might paddle out on your stomach and get tossed around a little bit as you take baby waves. And then you learn how to stand up and get your footing for a little while before you can actually take on some of those bigger waves. And then eventually you make it look easy, right? So If you are looking at other people that are writing books and you think, oh my God, like they're on their second or third book and they make it look easy, they've stood on the sand, not just for the first book, but they've repeated the process every single time. So it's important to have the foundation and the footing, and it's also important to have the foundation so that when you have those doubts, it's easier to cast them away that useless chatter in my mind where I'm like, oh my God, I haven't written the book and I haven't done this and I haven't, you know, you know, you have to be, be your own friend, right? And hear your story as if someone else was telling it to you. So to write a book that's good, one must have a clear understanding of their story and their expertise and their system. You know, of course, I would imagine when you hear that, you're like, oh my God, it's going to be just enough for me to write about my gut-wrenching childhood. You know, I listened to Annie Lamont do an amazing three-hour talk yesterday. She's just brilliant. And she's like, if you've had any kind of childhood, you have plenty of material to write about for the rest of your life. And that's true, but that doesn't make it easy to put it on the page, right? So Immediately when I say, you know, a clear understanding, what I mean is just know that there are three aspects. There's, if you're doing a nonfiction book, and I'm talking mainly about nonfiction, but if even if you're doing a memoir, you know, you want to understand the story, you want to understand your point of view, and you want to understand the process in which you're going to put that point of view down. And there's many different ways to go about that process. If it's nonfiction, You want to understand your story, your expertise, and the system. Now, I wish we could cover both types of books and all three categories for both books in this talk today, but that's just impossible. That that would take the rest of my career to do. But I'm going to try to help you understand as much as I can the broad strokes so that you can leave this episode today and have a little bit more of a jump in your step when you go to the coffee shop or the back room or hiding in your bathroom or wherever you plan to write the next chapter of your book. Because, you know, what's lurking and holds a writer back is misconceptions, lack of structure, and accountability. So I recently just did a Facebook ad, which don't get me started on how challenging that was to write a script in 52 seconds to get out everything you're passionate about in your heart. But one line that I absolutely loved that my copy editor and I came up with 
was that 20 years is 175,200 hours. So if you've waited 20 years to write your book, that's a lot of hours that have gone by. I mean, that's a lot of hours. And if you think that you scroll on, you know, your Instagram and next thing you know, two hours have gone by, I am super guilty of that. And you justify it. You're like, well, I was, you know, doing surveys of who else is out there in my field, or I was shopping for shoes, or I wanted to be motivated or inspired. You know what? If you didn't write on your book, then that's two hours you were scrolling on social media that you didn't write on your book. And that's just, that's just the hard, cold facts. So in order to get away from, you know, what people might call blocks, we need to get into the foundation piece because then like that yes to write the book is based on more tangible facts and passion and it won't be sidelined for, for, for fear. So, so our goal today is to move you from someday to author and there's three key areas that support those tangible facts and not the fears and then nothing can hold you back when you're in this space. Now, I do do a webinar on this that goes into much more detail for an hour. My podcasts are designed to be short. And so I'm going to go through these fairly quickly. And then if you have any questions, you know, just, just email me at Kim at or find me at my Instagram and direct message me at a story inside. And just let me know, like if you have any questions. So the first key, I call them the three keys to unlock your dream book. And the first key is uncover the bigger message in the book. And that's taking a deep dive into your why. You know, we're a little bit inundated now with the big why question. Uh, everybody this branding or marketing, you know, it, rightfully so. It's, it's really, really important. But it plays into your book so much on any level. I mean, on any level, fiction, why? Why are these characters doing this? What do they have to say about their lives? Why are they taking me on this journey? You're often asking yourself that as an author or in nonfiction or how-to or self-help, you know, why am I, what is my state, you know, why? Why am I doing this? What is my pain point? Because it always goes back to pain. You know, we're human. Being human is painful, right? So uh, there's a lot of pain usually associated to the ultimate why. Key number two is discover your unique expertise. You're the expert. You're the authority. You're the shit. You're the one that they should be looking at for this advice. There should be nobody else. And you got to stand to that. You're like, and if you feel like what you're standing in is like a pile of crap and it's flimsy, dig deeper and find what is absolutely unique to you. And it is almost always connected to your why. The pain point and the life that you've lived is never going to be someone else's life. And you've got to roll with that. I think what was scary was that I had never been this sort of a writer before. And things in my mind, I had a lot of ideas, but they were not organized. And key number three is find your champion audience. These are your people. This is your tribe. These are your peeps. You got to define who they are. They are not everybody from 18 to 84. That is ridiculous for now. Maybe someday, you know, you're going to have a book that's going to be like, you know, Neil Patrick Walsh's book, Conversations with God, that could be read by everybody under the sun. But he didn't start that way. You know, he started with a niche. I mean, I'm sure he started with a niche. You know, everybody has to start with a niche. You know, they have one group that 
is like either spiritually needing this message at that time in their lives or, you know, their focus. Like I tell a lot of my clients to focus between like if they're writing about, say I have a client who wrote about like a divorce, right? And like from a younger woman's standpoint, you know, with little kids and that's like often like 35 to 45, you know? And there's a lot of jewels in there and gems for people who are 50, 60, 20, but you got to knock on the door of your primary audience. And I can't say that enough because they're going to be the ones that post on their Facebook page about your book. They're going to be the ones that send out all the messages in your book. They're going to be the ones that come to your book signing and buy the first copy of your book. And then everybody else is going to be like, wait, what's this book that this one particular group is championing? So it's, it's really important to know who they are. There's mindset shifts and I'm hesitant to get into them today because there's so much to talk about here and, and and maybe I'll save that for, for another, for another talk and I'll call it like the four fundamental mindset shifts. So, so keep an eye out for that because we're running out of time, but you know, I just want to tell you, you know, a couple reasons why I became a book coach and what my why is just so you have that as an example. You know, I have been a storyteller and I was a movie producer for a very long time. For 30 years, you know, I have been doing storytelling and particularly screenwriting and movie producing for 20 of those 30 years. And I left the movie business because of a couple reasons. One, I was really sick and tired of people not being able to get their stories distributed. You know, you would spend two years developing a script with your heart and soul. You would make no money developing it typically in the independent world and for a lot of people. And then you'd, you know, just scrape together some money to make the movie and then you'd make the movie and no one would buy it. And then the movie would just die along with all your hopes and dreams. And I realized when I got into book coaching that with self-publishing today, you can put out a great book and, and if you have all your keys in order, you can definitely launch an amazing book campaign and really get your book out there in a, in a bigger way. And so with books, it's honestly all on you. I mean, you are the barrier. You can write the product, you can make it as good as you want, and with enough persistence, you can get distribution. You can create your own distribution. Like there's there's ways to put your book out there. There's marketing people, there's PR people, there's crafty Instagram marketers. There, there's so many options and that's what I see with my clients a lot is this special sauce of writing the great book. Some of them do go for traditional publishing and others create these great combinations of marketing and build their platform. So, you know, my why to become a book coach was because of what I saw in the movie business. Now my why to creating own your authorship my eight week cohort, which helps people before they're even writing their book yet to do that big bomby jump dive into yes, was built because, well, I've been doing this for seven years. So I've seen a lot with writers, a lot of resistance and a lot of hesitation, but it was actually clicked for me when my contract came up for my book kicking abuse in the ass with a traditional publisher. And I had realized 
that here I am telling my clients every week, you got to go for the gold. When you publish your book, you've got to put your time and energy and money behind it. Don't let it just go to the wayside. And I had like sold my book to this publisher thinking they were going to do everything for me. They spent a week on it, which is about what a traditional publisher will spend. And then that was it. And I basically let the book die. I did not own my authorship. I did not stand in the power of what I believed, which was this book, which sheds a very honest light on all the areas of my life that sexual abuse had affected. And I added humor and I was candid and I gave writing prompts and solutions to how anybody who's in all those areas that are struggling can get out like I did of those negative mindsets. And I didn't stand in the power of belief that I had written this book that should be distributed to hundreds of thousands of people. Writing a book is the purest form of artistry that anyone can go through. The highs are high and the lows are low. So when the contract came up, I took the book back and I saw the power of standing in my authorship and I saw the places that I sort of slipped through the cracks and now I'm going to sit down and revise the book a little bit because I'm a little bit wiser today as a writer and a coach. Uh, and I know more about the book industry than I knew seven years ago when I first put the book out and I'm going to do a second edition. And, you know, that's my why for Own Your Authorship. So if you'd like to get some questions answered and unlock that dream book inside, you head over to astoryinside.com backslash own dash your dash authorship and make a stand today for your dream and sign up for my eight week cohort. We're going to put the web link in the, in the notes and, and God, it's, it's all over the place. It's in all my social media. Join me there. It's only one hour a week live with me and 12 other people. And we're going to move mountains. And if you can't spare an hour, I mean, really, come on, you've probably scrolled on social media for an hour. You probably cut your toenails for an hour. Add up how much time you've wasted on meaningless tasks and see if it's time to really to really write that book. So again, that's a storyinside.com backslash own dash your dash authorship. And let's just kick, you know, let's just kick life up until a new level because writing your book is going to change you forever. It's not even just the bigger message in the book. Ultimately, it's the bigger message in you. It's been great having this conversation at you. I'd love to have more conversations with you. So definitely reach out to me. You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe or review on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts.